on this episode of the best of bias you got me of course just me myself and i this time no guests just talking about some pop culture from the last couple of weeks um talking about the warriors championship of course um a lot of sports heavy on this one got some pop culture um some stuff in this episode that you guys i know you'll enjoy so you're in for a special episode today just me and this ambiance it's the best of bias podcast enjoy it's the best uh best of bias you need to hear for you should try us from pop culture to the movies to unite us it's the best uh best of bias the best of bias the best of bias you are now listening to the best of bias podcast with lydell de niro and hugo twilight What's up, everybody? It's your boy, like Del Janeiro. It's time for another episode of the Best of Bias podcast, starring yours truly, the man with the plan. Sometimes you don't got a plan, but even if you don't got a plan, it's still going to sound good. Yeah. Um, today, um, shoot, we got some pop culture to talk about. So we're going to get right to it. Without further ado, I'm not even going to lie to you. It is just me today. Um, no, AKA. Um, he is still in the you know, moving process. Still has a lot to go, a um, lot going on over there. So um, we are still waiting for his arrival back um, on this podcast. But, hey, it's me. I got topics, plenty of topics from the last two weeks to discuss with y'all. If y'all have me. So uh, let's get right into it. I said that already. Let's, let's, let's really do it this time. Um, so starting with the Warriors, man, I'll be remiss if I didn't talk about the Warriors. Winning the NBA 2022 championship, um, seven-time champion Warriors. Well, in our kind of new millennials generation, four-time champion um shoot what can i say man everybody kind of expected it to be the nets and the lakers in the final um at the beginning of the season i couldn't hear nothing else but oh the war uh, the lakers are stacked mellow dwight howard russell westbrook anthony davis lebron james and that team obviously you guys seen the season they fell apart um and on the net side you you know shit's going down with them that i'll get into in a little bit that yeah, we don't know what's going to happen with that team anytime soon either. So seeing it now, it's just kind of crazy to see that the Warriors kind of came out and won, man, uh, especially after playing us first round. Because, man, all season long, the Warriors, the whole West was kind of teeter-tottering. Um, the Warriors and the Phoenix Suns, I think, started off real hot, beating off, beating everybody, beating off, wow, beating everybody Um <laughs> really uh, easily and they had like a lot of separation until um kind of late in the season the grizzlies caught up um the jazz uh, started losing a lot too um the jazz and the warriors were kind of jostling for like the number two and three seeds for a while until they kind of dropped and dropped off i don't know what's going on with the jazz i think um they're trying to get rudy gobert up out of there i don't think after like uh the, the covid thing when you know gobert was touching all the microphones I don't think Donovan Mitchell ever started to like really fuck with uh, Rudy Gobert again. So I think they're trying to ship him out of town and trying to make Donovan Mitchell happy. Um, but there's a lot of rumors that Donovan Mitchell may be gone too. So that's kind of crazy. But anyways, man, I, I just didn't really expect the Warriors to be where they were and to finish how they did, especially kind of towards the end of the season when everybody wasn't really healthy. Uh, Clay, uh, Steph was, you know, getting a little injured. Clay was just coming back and getting his legs up under him. So I didn't think they're going to do what they actually did in the playoffs. Um, 
congratulations to them first and foremost. I don't want to sound like a hater before I get into the first round when they played the Nuggets. Um, we were missing two of our starters. Uh, you know, you heard me talk about this and it's kind of talk about this point over and over and over. So I'm not going to gripe on it too much. But y'all know we were missing two of our starting players. So they kind of walked through us easily, gentlemen, sweep. And then the next series, um, the Grizzlies did put up a little fight, but it was kind of unorthodox because we did see the ascension of John Morant this season. Um, but as we saw that, we also saw that the team was actually pretty good, if not better, when he was on the floor. They performed better anyway. So it was an interesting team. They're kind of an anomaly this year. Me personally, being a Nuggets fan, we had a lot of battles with the Memphis Grizzlies over the years. And I kind of do feel like, uh, you know, they're they're on the come up. They're not quite there yet. But they are on the come up, no doubt. Um, I didn't think this year was their year at all. When people were talking about they could win the championship or they would win the championship, I was kind of confused about that because, uh, I don't know, I just didn't see it from them this year. You know what I mean? I I see the improvement. I do understand why John Moran got most, imp most improved and stuff like that. But I don't really understand. Uh, I don't really understand like why everybody really thought that they were going to be that team to like, you know, that was going <laughs> to destroy everybody. It was just kind of weird to me. I just felt like they didn't, my bad for that music, guys. I hope I don't get demonetized, but I don't know what the fuck just happened, but I got to put my phone on. Do not disturb. So these people won't be hitting me up during this beautiful podcast with these beautiful people. My bad, y'all. You heard a little bit of music on there. <laughs> Hopefully Ariel can, uh, AKA can edit that out. So, they don't necessarily have to hear all that in the actual pod verse. Um, but anyways, back to the Warriors in the Western Conference. Yeah, man, they made their mark. After they beat us, they made it to the Memphis Grizzlies, and Ja got hurt. Uh, man, I thought it was they were clear um, cut going to the finals. Um, once they met up with the Dallas Mavericks, I didn't think they had enough at all. Um, they kind of made it a series from time to time. Um, we thought Luka can pull it off and beat the Warriors, and people were still kind of doubting the Warriors that they were kind of flashing the pan right now. They were getting kind of healthy and just kind of getting lucky um, with playing teams that were injured, but they really showed, starting with the uh, Dallas Mavericks, that, that they were going to be real in this playoff run. Um, once they did get to the Western Conference Finals, uh, they – Oh, that's who they played. They played Dallas Mavericks. I just, I just talked about that. But once they did get to the finals to play the Boston Celtics, which had a tougher road to get to the finals, um, they beat the Nets first round. They had to go through the Bucks and um, Western Conference Finals. They played against Miami. So I thought with their length, you heard me talk about it last episode. I thought with their length and size and stuff like that, they'll be able to D up Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and whoever, whoever else they had. They had Marcus Smart, the defensive player of the year, anyway, uh, for crying out loud. I thought he'd be able to at least contain Steph Curry. But as you saw, Steph Curry, you know, pretty much him and Andrew Wiggins put the Warriors on his back this series. Um, you know, everybody doubted them and thought they wouldn't be able to do what they can do in the finals. But they were able to pull it together. And Steph, he's putting together a monumental career for himself. A lot of people were doubting him and not putting him in their top 10 just because of, you know, his size, that he was a guard. And, uh, you know, because he didn't have a finals MVP, which was kind of weird. It was kind of like, why does that validate you? He was fucking the best shooter in NBA history, for crying out loud. Like, doesn't that validate you enough to be at least in the top 10? But I guess not. But him winning his fourth ring now and winning that playoff MVP or finals MVP, shit, you can't, you can't not put him in the top 10 now. I don't know exactly who you would take off your top 10 if you have it, because, I mean, that's your personal bias. Um, and I don't have my top 10 off the top of my head, but... 
Um, I think you kind of undoubtedly have to move Steph into that because of what he's been doing um, over the past couple of years. Uh, what is it? Four titles in eight years um, in the finals. So that's big 50% out there. And um, their team, they've been cohesive. Um, they did have those couple of years with Kevin Durant, and people are kind of looking at Kevin Durant now and saying, like, fuck, did the Warriors actually need you to win the championship? Because they did um, pick up Kevin Durant after going 73 and nine and losing to LeBron and them. Um, so it, it is kind of interesting to see. And the, uh, KD is getting a lot of slack. I think he un, undeservedly gets hella slack. You know, he just be minding his business and trying to play basketball, but people are always kind of like putting his name in the media whenever it comes to Russell Westbrook, whenever it comes to the Warriors. And I kind of do feel sorry for him sometimes. And he is kind of short tempered. So he'll snap back and let you know how he feels. Um, you know, especially with that little beef he has with uh, Charles Barkley, how Charles Barkley is saying that he's a, a bus rider and not a bus driver. And people won't really validate him as being great until he wins a championship leading his own team, which is kind of crazy for him to say. Um, I don't know. I think they just need to leave Kevin Durant alone because Kevin Durant's snapbacks are going to start getting more and more aggressive and less about basketball. I can already tell. Um, so I just think you need to leave him alone. He understands what y'all saying. Um, we don't need to be, you know, I don't know. I can't say that shit. If you, you guys get paid to do what you guys do and he gets paid millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. So maybe he should be able to take it, but it's like, God damn, he don't be bothering nobody, but everybody be slandering the shit out of this man. Um, but Hey, it does seem like he's about to leave the Brooklyn Nets. Kyrie is looking for a way out of the Brooklyn Nets, but let me, let me, let me, finish off by giving the Warriors their props. Um, they did have their parade on Monday out here in the Bay Area, San Francisco, and it did look wild. Congratulations to all the fans out there getting another championship. Four and eight years is wild. Um, congratulations to you. Um, man, I, I just kind of find it funny how fast, like, after the team wins the championship, um, the, you know, sports media and everybody else kind of moves on to the next sport and the next sports champion is more important. You know, it just kind of feels like it, it, during the season and after you win, it's cool. And then after the parade, it just goes dead for you for a while. It's like, damn, did we win the championship? Because we feel like it was like last year. Um, that's just my perspective with uh, shit. Me, the Bucks winning the championship two years ago. Atlanta Braves, you know what I'm saying, winning that uh, World Series last uh, last season. It feels like 17 years ago and the whole season started up. But it's like, did we win the championship? It doesn't really feel like it anymore. Like the nostalgia of it isn't as as present as it was in the moment, even though that's kind of obvious. It's just like, fuck. Now what? It's football season. Now you got to move on to fantasy and talk about Mr. Tom. I, I'll take it because I, 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 me personally, I was kind of bitter that they beat the Warriors. I mean, beat the Nuggets in the first round. So I couldn't wait for this, this, this championship to be over and that parade to be over. Congratulations to y'all, but let's move on. But yeah, speaking of KD and Kyrie and them in Brooklyn, uh, KD, uh, maybe looking on four way out. Uh, Kyrie, um, he wants a super max from the Brooklyn Nets or a max from the Brooklyn Nets. They don't want to give it to him. Um, they may want to give him a two to three year contract, kind of a prove it year, a prove it contract, uh, because he hasn't been the most reliable player out there for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Like he uh, he does what he wants to do. He uh, he'll show up. He won't show up. It's like. However he feels, he'll just do what he feels. He makes so much money. I don't know if he makes the same amount of money no more because Nike dropped him. Um, I don't know if his beliefs were getting too strong for him or what. Uh, they just said, like, nah, we're not interested. Um, and I heard that his his 
think his aunt is his agent or something like that. So I don't know. He's kind of like taking his own path. And a lot of the times, well, in the media anyway, it looks like he is kind of like taking a step backwards or taking steps backwards. But in his personal life, I don't know him personally, of course, but maybe he is doing what's best for him and he's doing what makes him happy with taking his time away. He needs for himself. He's really into, um, you know, his religion now and, you know, self-meditation. And that's good. I don't, I don't want to talk bad about back, you know, down on that, but it just seems like he's not a hundred percent like as interested in basketball as he should be. I don't, don't want to, you know, talk about somebody or count their pockets or nothing like that, but it just seems like he wasn't all in this year with the COVID stuff. And, uh, you know, last year before that, taking time off, if you guys listen to Stephen A., you know all the stuff that happens. I ain't going reiter- to reiterate any of that stuff because, man, it's like beating a dead horse. Um, that's a bad thing. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Uh, and KD may want to leave. The draft is tomorrow. I'm recording this on Wednesday, coming out on Friday. So the draft was yesterday, hearing this on Friday. So, um yeah, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Jeremy Grant already got traded to the Blazers. There's talks that DeJounte Murray may be getting sent to um, the Hawks in trades for uh, John Collins. So we don't know what's going to happen. As the trap gets closer, stuff you know may get kind of wild. And we may see some stuff fall that we didn't think was going to happen, like KD or Kyrie going to the Lakers in free agency. People are saying that that may be destination for him. The Haw- I mean, the Hornets are interested in Russell Westbrook, so they may be able to offload him to the Hornets and get some players back and then get Kyrie in there, and the Lakers can be back on the map. We don't know what's going to happen. And I mean, shoot, I think Kyrie kind of enjoys being in the spotlight. Maybe not, but it just seems like kind of the moves that him, James Harden, and KD be making, it's like, damn, do you guys just want to be in the media? You guys claim to <laughs> want to be left alone and play ball, but it's like a lot of the moves that y'all making, it's like, fuck, the media are going to talk about that, scrutinize that, and they're just going to have a field day with it, you know? But I don't know. Maybe maybe y'all have the right to do what y'all want. I mean, you definitely have the right to do what y'all want. You know what I mean? And be happy where you are and play where you want to play and win where you want to win and make the money you want to make. You have the right to do all those things. But, man, we don't need to switch the team every year, do we? Can we play a forward team for at least, like, two or three years uh, before we go and switch around and do all this other shit? People giving up hella draft picks to get you and shit like that and they end up losing you the next year just because you don't like what's going on with the team. I, I mean, I'm all for players taking the power back, but Jesus Christ, they just make dissolving these teams and then just dipping out. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's the end of the super team and we'll see people, teams actually start to build through the draft and become organically good again. Man, shit like that. But congratulations, Warriors. Basketball is over. We move in transition into football. We'll be talking about that real, real soon. Fantasy football and all that shit. But me, I'm going to put my nerd hat on real quick because you know how I came for the Marvel. I'm going to talk a little bit about Marvel. Um, talk about some updates here. Uh, coming soon, phase five, phase 5 should be announced. Um, we are waiting to see what Phase 5 is going to be at, be about. We kind of got a hint of it um, in Loki and a couple of other Marvel shows. We saw that... Um, we're going to get Kang the Conqueror and Ant-Man. We're going to get the new Thors coming out. And, you know, a lot of stuff, a lot of Easter eggs are probably going to start to happen to let us know what Phase 5 is actually going to be. But Kevin Feige should be making the announcement soon, I'm hearing on Twitter, to let us know what's about to happen. I mean, I'm ready to see what Blade has, you know, when Blade's actually going to come out, me personally. And I think that's the last thing that's going to come out. I'm waiting to see if 
Fantastic Four is actually going to come out after seeing uh, Doctor Strange, which actually just dropped on Disney Plus. If you haven't seen it, go check it out on there. And we saw the um, the Illuminati in there. We got to see Reed Richards for the first time. So, are we actually going to see um, him in a you know actual Mister Fantastic costume? Are we? Are we? Are we? I'm not sure. Um, but I did want to get into a couple of shows that I was watching. Quick reviews here. I'm not going to hold y'all too long on this beautiful Friday because I know it's probably hot outside. You probably want to step your toes in some water and you probably want to watch some more of the other Best of Buys videos. So, hey, I'm going to make this quick rapid fire because it's only me and you guys love to see me and shit like that, but I'm not going to hold y'all too long today. But uh, Miss Marvel, if you guys been watching that on Disney+, Plus, I don't know how much I've been liking that. And if you guys notice, we haven't been reviewing it episodically. Um, there's like three episodes, I think, out now. Um, to me, it's kind of slow. Um, if you guys play the Avengers game, uh, the Kamala Khan in the game is nothing like the Kamala Khan in uh, the TV show. Her powers come from a different origin. Um, by now, you guys have seen about three episodes. Um, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't seen it. Fast forward the podcast because I'm about to talk about this and Obi-Wan and how I felt about the uh, finale that just came out today. So if you guys haven't seen all that, skip ahead because I'm about to go through a rapid review of both of those things. But starting with Miss Marvel, um, I do like the fact that they uh, focus on her Pakistani roots, um, all the religion stuff, all the familial kind of interactions is really cool. Um, we get to see a lot, uh, you know, a lot of different things in that, um, you know, in Pakistani culture that we don't usually get to see on the surface. So I'm, I'm happy that they're actually culturally correct with that kind of stuff. And they're not just kind of like making it super vanilla and whitewashed and stuff like that. They're actually staying true um, to Pakistani culture. I do um, listen to some podcasts that actually, you know, proved that point and actually mentioned it, like all the stuff that there's that Kamala Khan's going through that she, he and, you know, his sister have actually gone through as kids. They actually did their research and did it right. Um, to me, the powers is just kind of weird. Instead of making her stretch and stuff like uh, she usually does and shit like Mr. Fantastic, they kind of made her powers a little bit more kind of like Green Lantern-y because Green Lantern, of course, is on D.C., um, for all the best of bias listeners that don't have their nerd caps on right now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they actually have her put on like this bracelet that makes her body um, able to transmute some kind of like glowing. Uh, it's kind of hard to explain. That's one of my kind of critiques about the show too. It's kind of like, it doesn't really truly explain how the power works necessarily yet. Uh, for some reason, she's able to project things to make her walk on the sky and pretty much levitate into the air um i've seen the stretchy arms you know kamala khan has the stretchy arms if you you know familiar with marvel comics her fists get hella big she makes herself hella uh miss miss incredible type shit you know what i'm saying anything she does in the movies anything you see mr fantastic do she pretty much does the same shit minus the super genius type shit that reed richards has um but yeah it, it's interesting it is very high school drama-y so far um, like I said, I haven't really read many, Kamala, I haven't said this, but I haven't read many Kamala Khan or Miss Marvel comics, but she is really obsessed with Captain Marvel, hence the name Miss Marvel. Um, but she's a kid. Um, she doesn't really do much crime fighting yet. The fighting scenes are kind of cheesy. I ain't gonna hold you. Um, so I, I would suggest it if you're into something, want to watch it with your kids or something, but this isn't no Loki. This isn't no um cap uh captain america or captain falcon and winter soldier 
it's nothing nothing like that it's kind of more kitty and something you can watch with the kiddos and kind of enjoy it together and learn about pakistani culture i think that's more so what it's for right now but um it's cool um episode three like i said it, the stakes just kind of got high i don't really i don't know me personally i may have to watch it again but yeah it does me it may be doing too much of the reflection on the culture and not really moving the storyline along enough maybe that be my, might be my biggest gripe but it may get better if hopefully it's more than six episodes because we're already halfway through and a lot of the other shows have been six to eight so if this one's six they have a lot to cover in three episodes and if they cut it off at six i don't think it's going to be as good as it should be honestly but keep watching if you're watching now i have my fingers crossed uh, maybe i can get somebody on here soon to review that as well so we can see how they actually felt about it you know what i mean so but yeah, let's talk about Obi-Wan. Uh, Obi-Wan, it, it, it was interesting to me. The series is over now. A little bit slow moving for me, but it did hit a lot of nostalgia points. It was cool seeing uh, Ewan McGregor, McGregor, Ewan McGregor, whatever his name is. I think that's his name. I think I said it right. It's like a mouthful of Ewan McGregor. But anyways, yeah, to see him back on the screen reprised as Obi-Wan, Ben Kenobi, uh, it was pretty dope. It was pretty dope um, seeing uh, Hayden Christensen as uh, a young Anakin Skywalker. Well, mid-20s, I guess. Anakin Skywalker was cool. Um, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just don't think the stakes were as high as they should have been because we kind of knew what was going to happen already because you had uh, you had uh, Luke and Leia's kids and we were dealing with Darth Vader. And we know this is a prequel, so we know that Darth Vader is in all the Star Wars movies. We know that Leia and Luke grow up. So the stakes and everybody chasing them and trying to kill them in the show, we knew they weren't going to die. So maybe the stakes were high as far as maybe... Obi-Wan would die because he's not in the first, like the later movies, but we see him die too in the later movies too. So I don't know. I don't know. I just kind of felt like we saw action, but we knew that, okay, ultimately something was going to happen to where they'll get out of it because they're in the future movies. Cause they don't have a multiverse. I don't think they have, they don't get down like that in star Wars, at least not yet. So I think, yeah, it was just, and it was really quick. The action happened the last couple of episodes. One of the main antagonists had a weird storyline. She was a bad guy, then she wasn't a bad guy, but she was a bad guy, but then she turned good, but she got stabbed with a lightsaber, but she was able to live because I'm sure lasers corrupt the, uh, the bleeding so you don't bleed out. So maybe that's what happened and they didn't hit any arteries, but she was able to chase out. I don't know. There's a lot going on. Uh, Boba Fett and Obi-Wan, I think, were nostalgic, but I don't think they hit the nose for me. Um, I'm not the super 100,000% Star Wars fan, so I'm not really knowing all the super lore. That's why I need AK in here, so he can let us know how he felt about it. We'll get him in here soon, but um, I like the fighting scenes. Uh, fucking Darth Vader and... Uh, uh, first sister or third sister and then they had the obi-wan and the darth vader fight those fights were dope um just them using the force was epic um looking like earthbenders out there looking like ang darth vader ang um i did like how when they chopped his mask you did get to see um hayden christensen in, in that burnt face um we in the older movies you know it was i don't know what the who the actor was but um 
it was a Hayden Christensen. So to see his face inside the mask after he cut uh, Obi Wan cut it open, and to hear uh, James Earl Jones is I hope I hope that's his name, the original Darth Vader's voice, and then you hear Hayden Christensen's voice under it, and you hear them both on top of each other juxtaposed. That was tight. I really liked that. So he made it seem like he really sounded like Hayden Christensen under the helmet, but the voice was James Earl Jones. That that, that was sick to me. Um, I was wondering how they would make him sound like Darth Vader with it being him, uh, with James Earl Jones and Hayden Christensen not being the voice of Darth Vader, but they did a good job. They really did a good job. I don't know if it was voice deep fake or what, but they did a good job. I don't know if they're going to do sequels with Leia growing up and Luke growing up or whatever they're going to do with that, but it was interesting, man. Uh, I'm hoping that Ahsoka is 10 times better. Uh, Rosario Dawson's gonna kill that shit. Um, she did in Mandalorian and the Boba Fett episode she was in, so I can't wait to see that. Um, but overall, I liked it, man. I liked it, but it was just not as good as I thought it was gonna be. We waited a long time for it, and there was a lot of hype behind it. But six episodes in and out, I don't know if we saw or got to chew on as much as we thought we was gonna chew. We was going for a buffet. And we got a little little appetizer or something. You know what I'm saying? We want something more to chew on. You know what I'm saying? I want that top sirloin. You gave me that um that that McRib sandwich. Oh, no, it wasn't that bad. I'm I'm capping. I'm capping. I'm capping. Um, but yeah, man, go check it out if you haven't. All those shows are on Disney Plus. Disney Plus got a bunch of stuff coming up. Again, they dropped uh, Doctor Strange on there. Um, so if you haven't seen it, go watch it on there. You can watch it for free. Well, it's not necessarily free, free if you have to pay for Disney plus, but you ain't got to go to movies to watch it and it ain't as expensive. Um, let's see. Also, while we're on the, you know, the, the kind of Nickelodeon, I mean Nickelodeon cartoon and shows and stuff like that. Avatar spinoff supposed to come Zuko, um, the Kyoshi Warriors and Korra, all these 24, 25, and 26, 2024, 2025, and 2026. No official dates have come out yet, but they have um, determined that there were going to be spinoffs made on the Kyoshi Warriors. We got Korra, of course, the next uh, Avatar. And then we had uh, Zuko because, you know, Zuko is one of the crowd favorite characters as well. And actually get a film, live action film based on them would be kind of epic, exciting to see, especially Kyoshi Warriors too. That'd be a great one to see. Um, I would like to see a Toph movie too because me personally, I like the Earthbenders a lot. Uh, music, Drake's album. <sighs> a lot, a lot of mixed reviews on that. I mean, within a day or two. Me personally, not my bag. When I heard it, I was like, honestly, never mind. I'm not going to rest this, rest listening to this like I used to or was going to listen to it because I'm not, I don't know, Baltimore house music, New Jersey house music. I'm a West Coast guy. I'm not from out there. Um, to me, it sounds like regular EDM house music, you know, instrumentally. So I don't really hear a difference, but I don't know. It's not for me. I won't say it's super bad. I just, I, I just, it's not for me. It's probably for the ladies, for the summertime, for the European clubs. Um, you're like, you know, throw it in the mix. This, this is Drake right here. You know what I'm saying? You know, you can say that with those type of beats and those kind of house musics. And it'd be, maybe you get his songs played in clubs that usually wouldn't get his songs played in for it, but it wasn't my vibe. I had like three or four songs I liked on the album, but you know what I mean? I, I, it, it, it won't get played that much when it's just me by myself, but shout out to Drake. I mean, I know 
he's working hard. He's like his like what ninth, tenth album. <laughs> Five, I don't know. I could be wrong about that, but he has hella albums, and he's been giving us gold for a long time. So this just this album not being good shouldn't be shouldn't make or break how you feel about the artist and think the artist has fell off or anything like that. Like I'm not saying that's what Twitter is kind of saying. Um, people are talking shit about him only selling like two hundred fifty thousand records um and him not blowing it out of the water like he usually does but um i was listening to the joe budden podcast and they mentioned that a lot of artists didn't really put out super heavy sales like they used to i think kendrick lamar only did 280 the first week um i don't know if jack harlow even did that much so um yeah it's not something to sneeze at um some people were saying because beyonce just dropped a new song today as well um and it's also baltimore house sound um yeah i don't know maybe i'm missing the missing the way missing the vibe um but shoot that's the new thing right now um we got two of the biggest artists in the world putting out the same type of vibes at the same type of time so i mean us us peons down here i guess we got to get with it because there's a movement happening or they're trying to create it, but man, I don't know if I can do it, yo. I don't know if it's for me. I don't, I don't know if it's for me. Uh, but Beyonce did drop. She's dropping in July. Um, Chris Brown's dropping next week, and he dropped the track list, boy. Or not next week. What am I talking about? It's two days. Today is Wednesday. So if, you know, Thursday, tomorrow at 9 o'clock, we'll get that shit. And by Friday, it's going to be on. We're going to be in Vegas, too, when that shit drops. It's going to be virally. Um, but I've seen features on there from Blast, Tory Lanez, Blue, Dirk, Capella Gray, Bryson Tiller, all kind of artists are on there. So it's highly anticipated. You already heard Warm Embrace. That's going to be on there. Um, Wheels Fall Off. We heard that on YouTube, uh, as well as uh, Love You Every Day, I think it's called, with WizKid. And that's online, out right now on Apple Music, too. But highly anticipated. We have some good music for the summer. Um, if it's not the best music, your favorite, it's still something to get people out there and moving in this hot, hot weather, you know, get some feel good vibes back in the world. Everything ain't got to be super trappy or nothing drill right now. I know the drill is popular right now, but give it a chance. Maybe, you know, after your third, fourth listen, they'll catch on to you. Maybe if you, you know, find that somebody at a club, if they shake a little something on you and you know what I'm saying and vibe to one of the songs maybe you'll you'll feel a little different way about the album so maybe you'll say honestly never mind I do like this album or something like that because uh you know the ladies is gonna like it you know what I'm saying there's gonna be people that, that you know people that are really into this you know what I'm saying my bias may not be everybody's bias so don't knock it until you try it everybody uh honestly never mind out right now um, Chris Brown out Friday. Beyonce's song is out right now. And this name of the song is slipping my mind. So let me just look that up for y'all. So I am not I'm just sitting here being a dopey. Uh, it is called Break My Soul. Break My Soul. Go check that out. Beyonce's new song that just dropped. Um, her album Renaissance is drop, dropping sometime in July. I don't know exactly when. And uh, I just saw the game dropped a new uh, song also off his upcoming album. Um, I think it's called Illuminati or I don't know, but it's him and hit boy called violence. Check that out. A lot of new music dropping, man, for the summertime. Speaking of music, uh, one quick topic here before we go to commercial break. Cause I do need to grab some water. I know I always got to grab water at this time of the episode. My bad y'all. God damn it. My bad. Um, but Mario versus Omarion in a versus. Who y'all think will win? Me personally, I think Omarion would serve Mario. 
I know Mario got a couple of songs, but I just think when uh, uh, Omarion goes into his B2K bag, into his Bow Wow bag, into it, maybe he has some You Got Served tracks, you know what I'm saying? Starts doing some shit like that. I think it may just overwhelm Mario. I know Mario has, what, Just a Friend, even though it could be Bismarcky song. Uh, what? How Do I Breathe? Um, what else he have? What else he have? Um, he has this fire one. Um, shoot, he has a couple of songs. I know I'm, I'm missing something. Um, but I know Omarion has Touch. Oh, uh, uh, Icebox. He has O, um, he has all that B2K bag. He can go into the to the uh, post to be the newer bag that he had when he was signed to um, what Rich Forever or Maybach Music, excuse me, when he was signed to Maybach Music. And then he has some other shit that he can go. I don't know. It is going to be kind of tough for him to go 20 songs, especially without features, but I think they could do it, man. Um, I know this, y'all gonna kill me for this Mario song that I'm missing. It's like the one that I sing all the time that I know word for word. It's not just a friend. Uh, Let me hold you. Oh my God. That Mario song, whatever uh, whatever he puts up against a Marion song, it has to be a good one on Marion because that's the shit right there. That's gonna be an automatic point for that man. So pick your songs wisely. Don't throw one away, put it up against that. Um, versus man, uh, it's been a while since one that really moved me. Um, I did hear, hear Chris Brown was taking calls from Swiss to see who he can go up against, but I know we had to pay top dollar to see that because they're already trying to put that shit behind the paywall. Um, but Mario versus um, oh, Marion versus tomorrow, actually, Thursday night. So you may have already seen this when you heard the podcast. Um, but me, I got my money on Marion. If y'all got money on Mario, I'll do push-ups for y'all on the podcast if I lose, but I know I'm not going to lose, so. Y'all better be ready to get buff, ready to get buff. If y'all don't see me on the podcast or on the audio, I'm, I'm, I'm flexing right now. Get buff. You know what I'm saying? Sorry about that, guys. A little technical difficulties, of course. You already know what's going on. But uh, yes. Anyway, it's moving on. If y'all, like I said, if y'all do see something happening that, that y'all, y'all think that I, I didn't predict, I'm telling y'all, Omarion is going to take that bag. So I was flexing on y'all for that. 50 push-ups, put it down, mark it down. Um, one more topic here, and then we need a couple more topics, then we need to go to commercial break. Um, I did get some water, but you know what I'm saying? I need to, you know, take a little break. Let y'all marinate on what y'all heard, you know what I'm saying? But we'll be right back, you know, have some ads or something run, and we'll be back. Um, but let's see, what are we going to go into next? DJ Academics? Whew. Um, to make this one quick, because I'm not one to gripe on past tweets, past things you say, past things you may have said, and you are able, ap actually able to grow from that. Um, these academics just kind of, he rubs people the wrong way sometimes. So whenever something does happen, they're going to jump on them and bring it to light. Even if he had ill intention, intentions or if he's misquoted or anything, if he says anything crazy, people are going to take that opportunity to kind of jump on him just because that What's the word? Agacon I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. He antagonizes people, <laughs> pretty much. I can't say the goddamn word, but pretty much he's been antagonizing people ever since that six nine stuff. He's been uh, pretty much antagonizing some of the biggest people in the game. Um, he is a big media content creator right now. He kind of moved away from that a little bit, and has become kind of more so a promoter of like these big artists than more so the kind of like drama guy who stirs stuff up just kind of to try to get. 
um, kind of views and clicks. But this story that came out about him recently is a clip of him saying that 17 to 21, when you're in college, guys and girls, they don't ask age. If she's 17 or 21, he doesn't care. Somebody is getting fucked, pretty much getting this D. That's pretty much what he said in the clip that we heard that surfaced online, um, which on surface is really, really wild. Even though he tried to kind of explain it a little more, it still was wild no matter how you try to frame it. He was trying to kind of say that, oh, when you're in college or high school, people around the same age in those groups from freshman to senior, they don't go around asking ages of the people that they hook up with, which I don't find to be very true. I kind of do think that you would ask somebody their age or somebody was a freshman or looked young, I think you would kind of know that this person may be kind of young. So I don't know if he can really use that excuse to kind of try to say that and even try to throw in high school in there. I'm like, uh, in high school, you definitely knew if somebody was a senior, if somebody was a freshman or how much younger somebody was. If I was a senior that was 18 and I'm not going to go mess with a, a freshman that's like what? In high school, what are you, like 14? Obviously, I mean, it's four years, so I'm going to assume that if you're something like 14, that that would be very, very weird. I don't know where that assumption is coming from, that in college, you don't worry about somebody's age. In high school, you're not worried about the age of somebody that you're getting involved with, especially sexually, because there's something called um, statutory rape because the person's not old enough to have sex with. I know it's not a foreign concept to him, but the, the way he tried to justify, justify it sound a little weird, man. He, I guess, was saying it was in 2014, he was referencing uh, Kylie Jenner's relationship with Tyga, and he was kind of trying to say that, um, I don't know what he was trying to say, honestly. Now that I think about it, what was he trying to say that, okay, it's not bad that Tyga's dating Kylie because if you're in college or around adult ages that you're not going to ask or trip off of how old the person is? I, I don't really, maybe he was trying to slander Tyga for dating Kylie Jenner at the time and just being like, oh, well, I can see where he could have possibly met her in that situation because you're in this kind of atmosphere and not really asking about her age. And then it comes out later. But that, I don't know, man, academics, that one, if he's able to get his way out of that one, I don't think cancel culture exists anymore because, I mean, the clip that they pulled blatantly kind of did say, it doesn't matter, 17 to 21. Um, somebody's getting this D. I don't know if that's verbatim, but pretty much that's exactly what was said. Um, <laughs> um, he may be able to get his way out of that one, but um, it did kind of blow over the last couple of days. But like I said, with him being kind of like the antagonistic, I said it, I said it. Yeah. Being the person that he was, has been over the years, people are looking to get him. And I'm see, I've heard he got death threats. I've heard he's been getting all kinds of stuff over the years. So this here is not a death threat, but it's something almost like death to your career if you get accused or, you know, somebody playing with you, kind of trying to call you a pedophile or something like that. Because that's it's not a good that's not a good label to have. No matter who you are, you don't want to have that. Um, moving on rapid fire here, something crazy, just a random topic. I don't know much about, but I just read it on Instagram. A lady Russian woman is eaten by her 20 cats after collapsing and nobody coming to find her. And that is nutty in Russia. Um, I guess she passed out and she had 20 cats that were hungry, weren't being fed. So they decided to eat her after she collapsed. 
that is not somebody in rest in peace to her, but somebody put on Instagram. Um, that's what you call biting the hand that feeds you. They have no soul on Twitter. They don't give a damn about nobody. Um, next topic here. Cause I don't really know much about that or this one, honestly, but I'm going to throw it out there. Cause they're talking about it. Elon Musk and Dodge coin. Um, he is, I think being sued um, for um trying to run a potential pyramid scheme with Dogecoin. Um, I remember um, early last year, or maybe this year, actually earlier this year, um, Elon Musk got really behind the cryptocurrency Dogecoin and the meme Dogecoin to try to get this cryptocurrency popping. And it was supposed to be backed by Tesla, Tesla and Elon Musk. So a lot of people jumped into it really quickly and spent a lot of money. I mean, it wasn't really expensive at the time, but there's still a lot, probably a lot of money going into Dogecoin because a lot of people try to get in fast. And hoping it was the next, uh, you know, Bitcoin. Um, it didn't really rise to anything. We heard, we saw a couple. I got in there. I bought me about three hundred coins, um, but uh, we saw it rise to about seventy cents, about sixty cents, and we thought it was on its way to a dollar. Everybody thought it was going to be the next coin to be kind of crazy out there, like Bitcoin, and actually do numbers like that. But it ended up crashing, and I think it's sitting at like two cents right now, maybe even twenty cents. Some something super super low, and it never got to what it was supposed to get or was projected to get by Elon Musk. And that was kind of like a bummer for everybody. So they, uh, you know, they kind of like want their money back. Cryptocurrency right now, in general, I kind of think is bottoming out. Um, you know, the experts, of course, are saying that the market will bounce back, but. I didn't really understand it at first, in the, I mean, at all in general. So for me to invest a lot of my money in the shit like that and to see that it's kind of bottoming out right now, that would hurt my heart. Even though I'm sure it probably will rebound. Um, I think personally, people thought people off of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency would probably make it too much money for for the old, old boys club. And they're like, no, nah, we got to cut that off a little bit and, uh, you know, decrease this blockchain and let everybody, I don't know. I don't know how to speak uh, crypto talk or NFT talk, but I heard Elon Musk, you know, was getting sued by like 243 million or some some crazy number like that. But he got it, I'm sure. Um, let me see a couple. Hmm, should we stop right there? Get a commercial in? Um, yeah, I'll get the commercial in now. Um, get a commercial break in. We'll come back, talk about um, live golf and the PGA losing. Like, ooh, excuse me, almost drew. Losing like three of their most prominent golfers um, after their, you know, PGA tried to suspend them for golfing in a uh, live golf event. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that right. So, Saudi Arabian uh, kind of uh, ran a golf association who are trying to bring a lot of like, you know, PGA golfers on and on board. I'm going to make it a big thing out there. Um, like I said, PGA suspended them for participating in an unsanctioned tournament that they had. And there has been a lot of back and forth and a lot of bitterness from the PGA players um, towards the PGA for suspending them. But I'll get into all that. Brittany Griner, still incarcerated in Russia. Um, she actually missed her anniversary call due to a little snafu they had in the Russian prison. Gronk retires. Deshaun Watson settles 20 out of 24 cases. Plenty more topics when we return here on the Best of Bias podcast. Just me today. Talk and spin some noise into your ear. Best of Bias merch out right now. Go get you some. Beautiful struggle merch out right now. Go get you some. And it's me, Lydell Denaro. I'll be back, y'all. Don't touch that dial. It's the Best of Bias podcast. (laughs) 
And we are back. It's your boy, like the other narrow. Of course, you know what it is. Let's get back to these topics, man. I don't want to hold you guys too long. Um, of course, I got to pack too because I got a bachelor party to get ready for. Young Matt, uh, congratulations to Matt and Sabrina. Um, getting married, you know what I'm saying? So we're getting ready for that. We're going to have a lot of fun um, going out there to Vegas. So by the time you hear this, we're going to be out there partying and up. But that's a little bit later. Let's get back to what we're talking about right now, which is some more topics. We're talking about the live uh, golf. I don't really know what they call themselves necessarily. I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it right, but uh, it's like this golf association. It's kind of like a league that was um, sponsored and it's kind of ran out of uh, Saudi Arabia. Um, It was in the news a lot lately because a couple of uh, popular PGA golfers got suspended by the PGA uh, for participating in unsanctioned golf matches put on by this, uh, this group. Uh, running his operation out of Saudi Arabia. And I, I don't understand really why they were suspended for it necessarily, um, because people in the media were saying that uh, America's in business with Saudi Arabia with a bunch of other, you know, imports, exports type of stuff. But these golfers are going out and just playing golf and they're trying to treat it as a crime, you know what I mean, by suspending the golfers. Um, these golfers have actually taken their talents elsewhere, um, leaving the PGA. Um, some popular golfers um such as dustin johnson phil mixon and uh brooks kepka uh these are the most recent you know popular stars and champions you know well-known people that bring a lot of eyes to the pga you know what i'm saying you just got really tiger woods and roy McIlroy out there uh those are the guys that kind of bring the eyes um to the pga right now I don't, i'm not really into the golf so I ain't act like i know everybody up in that and you know in that arena but uh, I know a lot of these names that are moving over to this live league is uh, they're really popular. Um, and it seems as though they have a big budget out there because they're trying to get stuff um, implemented in the league to make it more interesting and bring more eyes kind of take away from the PGA um, by like bringing like top notch performers. They're paying, um, you know, performers like 30 million dollars to come perform. Um, during these golf tournaments, um, they're trying to incentivize caddies, you know, golfers to come over from the PGA by saying they give their caddies more benefits. Um, I guess in the PGA, um, the caddies were treated like shit. They have like terrible like quarters to, you know, stay in if they're staying overnight. And they're like, you know, I mean, I'm sure it's not as bad as they're making it seem, but it's probably not. They're not getting treated as well as the golfers and the golfers are actually sticking up for their caddies and saying like, OK, they're probably negotiating with the live and they're giving them better, um, you know, better treatment, I guess. Um, it's interesting to me because I don't know, it's, it kind of just seeped into the media, sports media as well, because it's kind of going political with the whole Saudi Arabia type thing. Um, but I don't know. I think it's kind of cool to see other leagues kind of be created and expounded upon. It's kind of just bringing more eyes to the sport regardless. You know what I mean? Having two golf leagues, I don't think it's bad for, you know, isn't bad for the sports world. I don't think the XFL, the USFL, or, you know, any of these like uh, semi-pro leagues or, you know, should, shouldn't exist. You know what I'm saying? I feel like they should all have a chance, you know, see if they thrive, if they get those views, if they get those monetary gains, they should be around. And I mean, I don't think you should punish your most popular golfers anyways, because I mean, they're trying to really incentivize uh, golfers from going you know, from staying with the PGA, they're saying like tournaments, they have like tournaments and, uh, you know, there's multiple tournaments in the season. They're saying like the top three scoring golfers each season will get like, 
40 million dollars it's like they're just doing throwing crazy ass prices out there crazy ass like numbers to try to incentivize all these uh pga golfers to move over but if you guys know about it you know about it if you don't i probably didn't do a really good job of explaining it just know there is change coming in the old boys club which is the pga um shoot i see a lot of a lot of a lot of ingratiation of a whole bunch of different like uh uh races and a bunch of different you know, styles, a bunch of different flair uh, being brought into the PGA. So just imagine how, you know, much higher they can go with the funding of live and whatever they're doing over there. And sorry if I'm pronouncing that shit wrong, because I probably am mostly. Uh, moving on, Brittany Griner, man. If you guys haven't heard, Brittany Griner has been incarcerated in Russia for 125 days now um, for while she was traveling, I guess, trying to get back to America. She had some vape cartridges in her, her luggage. And those are highly illegal out there in Russia. So they took her to jail. But it was at the height of this kind of Ukraine-Russian war. Um, And, you know, America was highly involved in funding Ukraine and stuff like that. So it kind of got a little bit deeper than the drugs in her bag. It kind of seems now like a hostage situation. That's what people are trying to call it in the media. Um, Because she's been arrested there and held... Um, and negotiations haven't gone anywhere to try to get her out of there. Um, even more recently, she had a uh, anniversary phone call scheduled with her wife. Um, it was on a Saturday recently here. And I guess they couldn't talk to each other because there was nobody operating the phones for the Russian jail. And, you know, her wife is like, come on now, how are we going to trust you to try to get her out of jail? She's been sitting there for 125 days. That's almost almost more than four months and you guys can't even negotiate something as getting this phone call in on time like uh it's just looking ugly and she's a she's one of our you know more more prominent WNBA stars too so it's kind of crazy to see that uh we don't have her out already because I know if it was one of our NBA NFL stars prominent actors out here in America we would have her out already so or have him her whoever it is out already so I think we need to spread some more light on that, shed some more light on that, because she's still over there. And, um, you know, people are kind of pressing Putin, saying that it seems like a hostage situation. And then his negotiator saying it's nothing like that at all. Um, The drugs that she had were highly illegal. um, And we are detaining her like we usually do for people who bring those kind of drugs into our country or get caught with those kind of drugs. And that's kind of wild. I don't know. Um, But we are all praying for her and hope she gets out of there um, safe and sound in one piece. I know it's going to be hard on her to kind of get her life back together. And, you know, mentally it's probably tough to be sitting in a Russian jail. Who knows the conditions over there? People know the conditions out here in American jails, but in Russia, man, you never know, especially if they kind of like hateful towards you just because you're, you know, American. It's just kind of wild. But prayers out to them. I know I'm kind of going through these uh these last couple topics kind of fast, but yeah, man, it's just it's kind of wild out here. I I don't want to hold y'all for too long, but I'm just trying to shed a little light on these topics that you guys might not know about. This book right here, you see this notebook it got everything that you guys need to know. This knowledge that I'm trying to bestow upon y'all, my best of bias family. But I ain't gonna jabber too much because I, this has been a long episode. I always say that when I'm by myself. I don't know. It's just because I feel like I'm rambling, and 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 I don't want you guys to get too bored, but. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, ain't gonna get bored because you love this shit. <laughs> but next, anyways, uh, next topic: Deshaun Watson. Wow, um, I should talk about this when we were talking about sports earlier. But Deshaun Watson, um, I knew I was talking about me, Ariel, um, 
who is AKA, uh, Jen, I think, talked about this last week, Deshaun Watson and his cases. Um, we really thought that, you know, Deshaun Watson was being misaccused. Well, me personally, at first, I really thought he was being uh, unjustly accused of doing these things. I thought Houston was just out to get him since he didn't want to play for them no more. And they kind of uh, consorted with these women to kind of try to take him down and say that he's been doing these things. But the more and more evidence that comes out, it, it just kind of seems more and more, uh, kind of more and more crazy. Um, and it's just kind of crazy on the Browns part to not have done their background research and the way that they're structuring as money, which I'm going to get to in a second, which is kind of wild. Um, but at this point, 20 out of 24 of the women who uh, accused him of doing these uh, sexual mis- or forced him to do sexually sexual things that he forced them to do that they didn't really want to do during massages or after massages. Um, he settled with 20, uh, out of 24 of them, but four of them haven't settled and a couple of them I don't think will settle. Um, just because, I mean, it's, I guess the, I don't guess, I know, cause they're saying it. I can't, I keep saying I guess, which kind of just makes me sound bad. Cause I feel like I am taking away from what they're saying and making it sound like I don't believe, but it's kind of crazy because in the court of public opinion, we don't really know. And shoot, not to say the Johnny Depp verdict kind of like may have swayed the court of public opinion maybe thinking these women were lying, but this, the numbers that keep coming out from this Deshaun Watson case, it's like, how could they all be lies? 24 women. And it's like, okay, um, it did seem like the Browns didn't care about it because they gave him $230 million guaranteed, highest paid contract, guaranteed contract in the NFL, in NFL history. So, and they're saying that they're not going to give him his full money until like after his suspension is up. So, they're only going to give him a couple million dollars um, until after his suspension is over, which we don't know how long the suspension is going to be. The NFL and the NFLPA hasn't even come to an agreement of when or how long the suspension is going to be. Um, people are kind of assuming now because of the severity and the numbers that it's going to be about a year instead of the six to eight games they originally thought. So it might be bad for Deshaun and depending on how the rest of these cases go, because again, these four women haven't settled yet. Um, it may be longer than that. He may be getting a couple of years, but that money he got is guaranteed and he has enough money to pay these women if they really did just want to settle for him to try to just get it out of the way and get his suspension out of the way because $230 million guaranteed is a lot of money. So it, it seems kind of fishy to me the way the Browns are going about it, but me personally, nothing uh, legally you know, has been ruled against him or he hasn't been found guilty of anything um, or accused of anything in the higher courts. It's just kind of civil cases here. Um, I don't want to put down the man, uh, you know, so much, but mentally, man, you're a millionaire. I think you can get either massages from your girl or just one masseuse that gives you really good massages. If you do all that happy ending shit, just get this one girl to do it that will willingly do it and not try to force a whole bunch of women to do it that don't want to participate in these actions because, and your lawyer, your lawyer ain't helping, helping you out by saying that happy endings aren't illegal. Only you pay for them. That shit is wild dog. That shit is wild. Um, but yeah, ultimately, uh, shoot. It's another case of social justice. I want to say against, 
how people in sports feel like they should come down on situations. Um, this always kind of, it's always kind of like a push and pull thing. Society thinks it should be uh, ruled this way. This person should never play football again. But if nothing legally comes against him, it's just now up to the NFL to decide what is just for this player to be suspended. But now if the court of public opinion isn't saying like, oh, that suspension is just, now the NFL loses money and they're fucked and they still want to worry about their bottom line. So they want to guarantee that the public is happy. But at the same time, over on the Browns, Deshaun is paid. The team, if he ever plays, once they do start playing, they're going to be really good right away. And they may see the instant success. So they may be okay with sitting him down for a year he would only get paid like a million dollars. But once he does start playing that next year, that 230 is going to kick in and it'll be fine. As long as he stays, I mean, he's probably going to have a personal trainer to keep him in shape for the net, that last year. And this will be a total of two years he hasn't played. But I think he's young enough to withstand that. Um, but man, Deshaun. Firstly, don't be commenting on P. Diddy getting massages with the, the, the looking eyes. Like, where can I get one of those from? Stay away from massages publicly for a while, dog. Do something else. <laughs> like, 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 I don't know. Something, don't be something that not be, just meditate or some shit. Do some other shit, like, you know what I'm saying? Because right now, anything related to massages is going to make you guilty. And then the NFL is just going to take it out on you even more. Roger Goodell is going to be like, bruh. But anyways, but they do have an arbitrator now. So it's not all up to uh, Roger Goodell. They have somebody that looks over the NFLPA and the NFL kind of discussing it. There's an arbitrator. And then they, you know, if they don't, if they can't decide, then ultimately Roger Goodell will come down and try to help people decide. But the arbitration is good. I think that's just the way of Roger Goodell trying to take the target off his back. But ultimately, Deshaun, get yourself together, brother. We're trying to see you on the field. You had so much promise out there in uh, Cleveland, or Cleveland, at Clemson. And I know you're a good dude. You just like to be touched a lot. But man, if you want to get touched, go get tackled. You know what I'm saying? Don't do not do what you're doing right now because people looking at you crazy. Um, next, Gronk retires. I want to say thank you, Rob Gronkowski, for the two years on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why I didn't start with this, um, but it was an amazing two years. The first year you got here, we won a Super Bowl out. Second year, you got hurt. Um, the Rams hurt you in a game. Um, you took one for the team. I appreciate all that. Um, we did what we can, but during this season, we had a bunch of injuries, and you were injured. Antonio Brown had a meltdown. We don't know what the fuck happened with that. Um, but all in all, you're one of the best tight ends I've ever seen. In my, one of the one of the best tight ends I've ever seen in my lifetime, for sure. Um, I didn't, you know, look at you the way I look at you now, being on the Patriots, like I do now when you're on the you were on the Bucks. I'm happy you retired a Buck. I'm happy you were decided to come over here with Tom. Um, it was great watching you, dog, and it was a uh, really cool, uh, you know, to have a good tight end, a great tight end on our team that I could root for. You know, I see the Kelsey's, the Kills, the the Wallers, the you know, the Hawkinsons, even the five, the Friar Muth now, the Muth, the Muth is loose. <laughs> That's a little joke from fantasy football. Is my bad. It's probably the color stupid doing that. But anyways. Uh, yeah, there's a bunch of good tight ends out there, and uh, we traded away OJ Howard. Um, you know, Cameron Bray's still there, like I said earlier, last I mean, earlier in the pot. We still got K. Dot, and maybe I did say this already about Rob Gunkowski, uh, but anyways, um, thank you, Rob. If I didn't, you know, iterate it enough in the first half, if I did mention it, I don't remember. Uh, but hey, we love you, Doug. 
if you want to come back uh, week eight, um, you know, if we ain't doing too well, we need to tight end. Maybe Cam gets hurt, or maybe we make it to the playoffs. You want to unretire? Well, you know, you, you bring it back to the field, help Tom win another Super Bowl. Y'all win another Super Bowl, retire together, and then get into uh, inducted into the Hall of Fame together. Because I think that's the ultimate goal anyway. So you shouldn't retire right now. Just wait a little bit, come back, then retire with Tom after y'all win another Super Bowl, and then y'all get inducted into the Hall of Fame as best friends for his ballot. Easy. You should just do that. But anyways, I could talk about this all day. Uh, Uvalde uh, Elementary School in Texas closing down. I heard about this on Twitter. Just want to quickly mention that. It, it is kind of sad to hear that they have to shut down the school, demolish the school. But it is kind of crazy. You don't want the memories of that tragic, uh, tragic day uh, to live on. It's kind of like doom and gloom around that school and have kids happen to go walk through those halls every day, they'd be forever traumatized. So I feel it. Um, hopefully they have someplace for the kids to go and actually continue their schooling, at least temporarily. Maybe it's summer now. So maybe by the end of summer, they'll have something um, ready for them to go. But prayers out to all those families still, man. It's still unbelievable to me. Um, those kids now are going to have to go to school fearing shit like that to ever happen to them again i'm hearing sales about bulletproof backpacks um commercials on tv about drills what to do if you have active shooters on campus that shit is kind of crazy to hear um we used to do that shit in uh, elementary school back when i was a kid and i i'd never thought you know this, that would ever happen you know what i mean but for some craziness to happen like that now i still think it's uh better to be prepared than um just to Back in the day, like I was doing it kind of jokingly, um, I do see in a couple of states they are passing laws where the uh, teachers can carry. So that is pretty dope. I do like that a lot because um, it gives another layer of protection for our children. Um, I feel like that should be something that, you know, we have people working at other places now because I don't know. I think it's just necessary. Grocery stores, churches and all these places are getting um, assaulted and abused by these people that are taking if for granted that there's pla their place is a sanctuary where people are going to enjoy their lives, where these this kind of stuff is supposed to be off limits, and it's just kind of wild. Anyways, I don't want to grab on that, uh, you know, that somber shit for too long. Uh, but they are closing down the school, um, and hopefully those kids do get to get go to a school with their friends and be able to grow and somehow move on and forget about. The traumatized, the tra they will never forget, but just somehow be able to move along and move on and still develop and be the smart, beautiful kids I know they were going to be anyways, you know what I mean? Um, next, and probably, actually, let me talk about this one first, because I'm not going to talk, I'm not going to hold it for too long. Justice Smollett did a recent interview on Sway in the Morning, talking about, he still pleads, uh, I guess he's out of jail, by the way. Um, I guess those notes about him, them trying to say that he was suicidal when he wasn't, was enough to get him out of jail. I don't, I don't know how he's out of jail, but he went on Sway in the morning, still saying that he didn't lie. Um, the fact that he got beat up because he was a gay black man was really the motives for him getting beat up. He didn't stage it and he would never need to do that to move his career forward. Um, and he would look like an idiot if he was to do so. Jesse. Jesse. 
sorry for my audio listeners. I'm looking deep into this camera with pauses in my face because pauses in my face. I'm just paused for a little second. Just let Jesse know that we don't believe you, though. We don't believe you. We know what happened. You went to jail for it. You got uh, you got pled guilty to it. You know, I don't think I don't think they was lying. I think he was lying, but you know what I'm saying? Bless the man. Hopefully his career can get back on track. His sister is doing good things. She, she's a great actress. Um, she was just in um, Spiderhead on Netflix. Pretty good movie with uh, uh, you know, or Christensen. Uh, no, what's his name? Robert Pat. What's this nigga's name? You know, I'm talking about Thor. I'm just gonna say Thor right now. But Thor was in it. Um, and Journey, uh, Journey Smollett was one of the um, main characters in the movie as well. So check that out if you haven't seen it. And lastly, I just want to mention this to you guys to give you some shits and giggles before we get up out of here. Women sues Geico for, I think it was about like $5 million, something in that nature. I'm not, I don't have the numbers right. I should have wrote down the exact price because that's a big part of the story. But I'm going to say it's from like, like five to $12 million from getting an STD from having sex with an ex-boyfriend in his vehicle. How, you may say, how, you may say. I don't really understand it. It was some stipulations. If you ever, you know, want to get some money real quick, or if you catch an STD, maybe you should have sued your sue whoever gave you that STD's car company, and maybe you can get you some money, some meals. So basically, yeah, her and her ex boyfriend were getting on in his car, getting it on, having sex, bumping uglies, and uh, I guess from that sexual interaction, sexual night, sexual passion, she. Uh, actually got a sex or well, std <laughs> so based on that she went ahead and put in a claim um to geico and said that uh it was their fault that he gave her an std because they cover him as a car insurance and he gave her std and that car and he's liable for that she sued the car company for for you know damages and for her getting that STD and she actually won in court. I think it was because mostly because Geico didn't show up because they thought the court, you know, the case was gonna get thrown out. And since they didn't show up, they awarded them more money than she was actually suing for. So yeah, she is a millionaire now from catching STD in her ex-boyfriend's car. So I think that's an interesting way if you know you want to get rich real quick. Find you a, a boyfriend, girlfriend, nice car, may have STD. I'm just like, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. But there is kind of crazy loopholes, I guess, you can find in these insurances that can get you some money because it does open up a can of worms that is kind of crazy because that means anything that happens in your vehicle, somebody else can be liable for it just because it's their car and it happened in their car. Something as little as STD, what happens when bigger shit happens? Like, would their car companies be liable for that shit, man? that's that's crazy um but i'm sure these big companies have have money set aside for these lawsuits and it's like some bullshit like this i'm not even gonna show up to fight this shit because it's straight bullshit uh but i do got some money set aside in our account uh we got to cough that up but i'm sure they didn't think they was gonna have to give up as much as they was so once they got that uh that little little little, little bill in the mail they was like oh god damn we should have showed up to that case even though it was hella crazy but man <laughs> best of bias listeners this is the part of the episode i know you want more i know you want more 
But this is the part of the episode where I let you guys know where to find me at. You already know where to find me because I tell you every time. If you don't know by now, it's SAC. I'm not going to say that because there could be new listeners here that haven't heard the podcast before. And welcome. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, we will have guests on la- uh, next episode. Um, a couple people hit me up saying they want to be on. So I'll add them here so you don't have to just see me, even though you guys probably enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Just got the fresh cut. You know what I'm saying? I ain't going to bust it out, though. I ain't going to bust it out right now yet. I ain't gonna bust it out yet. Um, but to find me, SAC underscore Lydell. Instagram, Snapchat, Patrick underscore Lydell. That's me. I post a lot of stuff about what's gonna be on the podcast there, but people act like I don't. People act like I don't. But if you do, check out my platforms. You'll see that the podcast is promoted all through that thing. You can find it on Anchor, Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Best of Bias, duh. Um, again, I mentioned this a lot too, but I don't know if people really caught on. They think I only got a couple episodes on my podcast. No. Two different podcasts. We made a little switch. We ran into a little snafu uh, mid-season, I want to say. You know, a little mid-season injury, I would say. Um, Episodes 1 through 98 are all under The Best of Bias Podcast. You'll see the same, you know, the same logo as the bear. Um, He has his glasses on. It'll say The Best of Bias Podcast. Um, but then after that, episode 99 through we're at 119. This is episode 119. Round of applause for that. You can clap it up for that. Um, that's all under Best of Bias podcast. Either way, it's gonna be us. It's all under Best of Bias Media. So if you want to hear episodes one through ninety-eight, go to the Best of Bias Podcast. If you want episodes ninety-nine through one nineteen, Best of Bias Podcast. It's it's the same premise, you know what I'm saying? But uh on there we have a bunch of the early Disney Plus shows, MTV Challenge reviews, discussions, pop culture discussions, 98 episodes worth, (laughs) if you want to go back and check those out. But everything from 99 to present will be on Best Advice podcast, where you can hear TV reviews, movie reviews, pop culture, couples advice, whatever the hell you want to hear, it's on this podcast, and it'll probably be on there. Just search a little bit, and you'll find something, man. It's always something for you. I try to do that, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I try to produce high quality, high quality content that not only enlightens the listeners, but makes them feel at home. Because this is a family. I like to preach that. Um, you hear, you listening. Uh, yeah. Don't let me get off track, though. But uh, on the YouTube, we do post videos. AKA does a great job, like I say, po- posting all these videos. Um, and they're great, man. You'll see everything promoted on there from Beautiful Struggle Products. That's another family business. My mom and sister doing a great job. If you need something from fitness to motivation to everyday, um, you know, body sculpting is essence, the uh, body sculpting. Um, they have everything over there. Just look it up, Beautiful Struggle, and you know, it'll pull everything together. Best of Bias merch still available. We got it all. Just check it out on the page on the podcast, on the YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, tell everybody about it, man. We here, we here, we here to stay. We slowed down a little bit um, because of the vacation I took. It took a little while to get back on our feet, but we here now. We here now every Friday, Friday morning. Right, right when you wake up, you probably gonna have that podcast and just look down, you'll probably see that bear smiling at you. That means it's time. It's time for another podcast. Um, but yeah, Twitter. Patrick Lydell as well. I don't really promote the Twitter as much as I should, though, because I ain't got no followers on it. But yeah, man, hit me up. Everything is good. It's the Best of Bias podcast. I'm not done with you. Yeah, you thought I was done. But yeah, uh, plenty more t-shirts coming soon, merch coming soon. 
uh, check out the reel I just put out on the page. It shows you more of the uh, more of the inventory of the buckets, dads, beanies. I got them all, man. Um, still available. Shirts coming real soon. Um, they're gonna look very, very snazzy. Uh, I'm gonna learn how to do all this printing stuff myself as well, so we can get it real entrepreneurial in here. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be me, me, and me. Nah, but. We are hiring over here at Best of Bias Media if anybody's trying to get down with the get down because uh, we look up for everything. We need uh, producers. We need some uh, social media managers. We need some, uh, you know, a little bit of everything. We're trying to spread the love around here. So we're trying to expand the team. So if you're interested, hit me up. If you're interested in merch, hit me up. If you're interested in Beautiful Struggle merch, hit me up. Listen, if you're interested in body scoping, hit me up. I can direct you to all these things because the Best of Bias, anything you want, we got it. My theme song, act. Yeah. It's the best, uh, best of bias. You need to hear for you should try us. From pop culture to the movies to unite us. It's the best, uh, best of bias. Uh, your best of bias. Yeah. Uh, it's the best of bias.